0: Blog Talk Radio You are now listening to CLNS Radio, your source for all things basketball. You cannot stop this guy. This guy is un He did a dream, a dream, that was
1: harder to live
0: Broadcast through Blog Pop Radio and CLNS Radio They gonna me for my ambition,
1: ambition
0: Welcome to the Hooper's Log He did a dream, a dream, that was harder to live Here's your host Welcome on in here to the Hooper's Log. It is December 11th, episode 28. I can't believe it's already been 28 episodes. Uh, you know, obviously it's been a few more than that. We started counting right around uh, preview time. Uh, today we're talking a few things. Uh, you know, the, the topic that I feel like has been coming up a lot uh, is power rankings. Obviously the Warriors are number one. They don't have any competition. Two through five, uh, maybe even three through five is where it gets really interesting. So we're going to be talking top five teams. Um, other topics we're throwing up today, who's an all-star as far as who's on the verge? Um, will the Eastern Conference maybe have three small forwards starting instead of a center or even a power forward? All these things you can call in at 323 1558 We are here in the FanDuel Studios. Chris is out today. Um, he's been having a pretty crappy couple of days at work. I know he's got inventory which must suck. Uh something I wanna do at my work, but I just stink at it, uh, as far as getting it in order. Um, again, three two three six four two fifteen fifty eight. Uh you know, let's just let's just let's go straight into our uh our recap of the previous night. How's that sound, Kevin Hart?
1: All right, all right, all right.
0: You're gonna learn today. Last night in basketball featured, how about a team or a game with two of the top teams in the league, the 76ers and the Nets? Oh, uh, wait a minute. The 1-22 76ers took on the now 7-15 Nets. And let me tell you, this game was not a pretty one. The Nets pulled away in the end. Uh, 76ers actually gave them a pretty good fight in the first half. I predicted the 76ers to win this game. Uh, you know, I was going out on a limb. And they're, they're favored to lose every single game for the rest of the year. If you think about that, they're 1-22. That is 23 games. Okay, that means they have 59 games in a row where they're not favorited, not even by half a point. Um, you know, the Nets started, I believe, 0-10. So since then, they're 7-5, and 5, looking more like the playoff team we saw last year. Still don't think they'll even compete for one, but, you know, at least they're not lifeless like the 76ers who, you know, I was against it for a while, but they probably won't win 10 games this year. It's probably going to be the worst team to ever step foot on a basketball court, which is, which is just insane, especially in today's NBA where you're made. The system's set up for you to be able to come back. Just like every other sport, the system is set up for teams not to be this bad. It, it really is. But the 76ers found a way. Sam Hinkie found a way. to to make this team start a season one and 22. It's the worst team I've ever seen in professional sports. Maybe just maybe my O three three tigers going 43 and 119 compete with this 76ers team. But even then it's pretty close. Uh, The Clippers took on the bulls in one of the ugliest games you'll see this year. But the thing about this game is it was fun. Uh, Blow for blow. Uh, Literally and figuratively, we saw Blake Griffin get ejected from this one after just about knocking out uh, Taj Gibson in this one. But, uh, you know, in his 25 minutes, he went for 18 and 11. Uh, He looked good. He was the only starter with a negative plus minus, which is kind of surprising. Uh, But, you know, the Clippers just didn't shoot the ball. They they finished this game with a 34% shooting percentage, actually 45% from three, which really kept them in this game. Uh, but the Bulls really just outplayed them. Now, did the Bulls play good? Not at all. Okay, I mean, the Bulls, Bulls were equally as bad, um, but but they did get it in the end. You know, they, they made the big shots when they needed them, which this team really hasn't been this year. Uh, but it makes you think, after you see the Clippers shoot 34% from the field and only score 80 points, are they really back? Me and Chris were talking about it yesterday. It looks as though this team's at least closer to being back where they were last year. Now they're under 500 on the road. Great teams, you know, of course you're not going to go 41-0 and on the road. It's not going to happen. But great teams will find a way to win road games and win a majority of them. Uh, the Clippers do not look like a great team or even a very good team so far this year. It's been extremely disappointing. Uh, one thing I think that you've really been able to notice uh, through this is, you know, Doc Rivers has a lot of weaknesses. Uh, you know, you, you couldn't see him when he had KG, when he had Ray Allen, when he had Paul Pierce, when he had a young Rondo who was being groomed by three future Hall of Famers. Um, if you know, and and now you're seeing it. He's still a great coach. I don't I don't want to misconstrue that. I don't want you guys to think he's not a he's not possibly a Hall of Fame coach because he is. He's great. Um, but you know, he's not in top league. He's not in those top top tier guys you see who can turn blank into sugar, if you know what I'm saying. So, Doc, you know, in in his decision-making process, is when you see this bench come in, your stomach hurts. Uh, And it's disappointing because it's not like Doc can go back and say, well, you know, or, of course, he would never say it, but it's not like people can go back and say, well, look at how the team was built. Uh, You know, I, I heard recently that he doesn't really go off stats for building a team. He goes off feel which is something that I could really agree with if it was in-game. You know, obviously you want to go more off field and stats as the game's going, but when you're building a team, I mean, if you look at some of the signings he's made for that bench over the last few years, you're looking at Hito Turkoglu, uh Josh Smith. I think the best one was Wesley Johnson, but he's even been disappointed. Um, you know, as much as we wanted to believe Paul Pierce could push his team to the next level, he—I mean, he's like 90 years old. Um, so, so that his his decision making skills, as far as a front office man goes, are are dreadful. Um, and and I think it his pride won't let him do this. He get fired before he did, but I think it might be time to give up the reins uh, as as the general manager. Maybe maybe do something like Stan Van Gundy, where he is the president of basketball operations, so he does have the final say. But you know he he has a general manager and Jeff Bauer in place. To make the you know a tough decision. If Jeff Bauer disagrees, he can say, hey, listen, Stan, that's you know this isn't going to work. I, you know when Doc Rivers goes and signs some forty-five year old guy who he's hoping has one year left, that guy can say, hey, he hasn't had a year left in three years. Um, so the Clippers fall to the Bulls, eighty-three to eighty. Chris Paul uh, just a terrible shot to end that game. I think he was trying to draw a foul, which I will never agree with when you're down three because you know no matter how good of a free throw shooter you are you got to make three shots instead of one there okay i will take a wide open three or even a semi contested three over three free throws to end a game in the middle of a game i'll take the free throws at the end of a game where you absolutely need three i will take the three um the thunder beat the hawks 107 to 94 of course the day the one time in my life i've publicly said that Kevin Durant is not a, is not a selfless player. He has a little bit of selfishness to him. He goes out, he goes for 25 12 rebounds and ten I mean, come on, man. Why do you got to make me look bad? You know, he he looked tremendous. Him and Russell Westbrook with a combined plus minus of 24 uh in a game that was, you know, it was a 107 uh, 94 game completely led by this by the Thunder, by the Thunder Stars and Durant and Westbrook, and, and even Ibaka. Ibaka had 23 points and 10 rebounds. Uh, combined, you know, you, you didn't need essentially any production out of those three. Those three combined for what, uh, 71 points, 71 out of 107. So, you know, this team, when when their two guys are on, they're just about unbeatable. That, and that's a problem that the Hawks will running into. A team that has a star or stars, they won't be able to beat if those stars are on. Uh now they are a very, very good team, you know, fourteen and ten this year, quite a a huge drop off from last year. Uh but when these stars start to take over games they really don't have a chance to to compete because they don't have that star. They have a lot of really good players. They have a few overrated players. Jeff Teague is good, he's a bit overrated. Dal Forford's good, he's extremely overrated. Paul Millsap, same scenario. Then they, I mean, they do have their share of underrated players, i.e. Kent Bazemore, but, you know, they're not going to be able to compete with the Thunder, with the Cavs, with the Warriors, with the Spurs. But they are that next tier down. Uh, It would just be nice to see them compete a little bit more than a 13-point loss and allowing huge numbers to all the stars, at least pick one to slow down. Um, The Kings beat the Knicks, and, man, you know, I've, I've been staying off this Rondo hype train. I... I have always been a fan of Rondo. I I remember when those Boston Celtics trade rumors were going on for, what, four years. Every year it was just, please, Pistons, trade for Rondo. Imagine him and Andre Drummond. Imagine him and Greg Monroe when Greg Monroe was here. But, you know, and then he he went to Dallas, and I was like, wow, good thing we didn't trade for Rondo. But now look at him this year, man. He's got 12.5 points, 11 assists, and seven rebounds. He's three rebounds away from averaging a triple double. Now he's never going to be the best shooter. He's never going to be the best scorer except for one game when him and LeBron just decided to go back and forth in the Eastern conference finals. Um, But you know, he he's going to be one of the best, if not the best player on the court every night. He's going to give you the momentum changing plays. Uh, Boogie Cousins went for 27 and 11 last night. And you're not even hearing about it because how well Rajon Rondo has been playing. Uh, you know, he went for, let's see, 16 points, 12 assists, and nine rebounds last night. I mean, that that's a whiteboard-worthy performance. That is a 24 plus 16. That's a 40, 49 and then two steals. He got a 51 on the whiteboard-worthy performance scale. Uh, so Rondo really, really has been looking great this year. Uh, playing at an all-star level. Of course, it's going to be harder in the West, Chris Paul. F Curry, you know, it's going to be harder, but he's definitely going to be in that conversation. Now, speaking of All-Stars, one thing I do want to discuss, and if you want to call in the numbers, 323-642-1558, is somebody like Reggie Jackson, okay? not It doesn't have to be Reggie Jackson. We can talk about other people. There's 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 a bunch of players, for instance, DeMar DeRozan, on the verge of being an All-Star. Um, now, Reggie Jackson's averaging the same amount of points same amount of rebounds, and two less assists than John Wall. Uh, in my opinion, Kyle Lowry is easily the starting point guard. He is has completely willed his team. Now, will he be? Probably not. It'll probably be John Wall because the fans vote on these things and just completely screw it up. I mean, it, every single year, they find a way to screw it up. Um, but, you know, it's something that without it, I guess it would be disappointing too if we didn't have any say in who an all-star was. Uh, but Kyle Lowry is obviously the most deserving point guard to start for the Eastern Conference since that, or between, you know, is there going to be a third point guard? And if so, who is it? Is it Reggie Jackson? Is it somebody else? You know, is it going to be Kyrie Irving just because he has that name, even though he'll only be playing for about a month and a half when that time rolls around? Um, You know, there, there's so many other people, DeMar DeRozan, you got Jimmy Butler in front of him. I you know, I don't care if Jimmy Butler is gonna go out and average ten points a game, he's gonna start because he's got a big following. I'm a huge Jimmy Butler fan. Like I said, you know, us fans screw up the vote. I might be one of those fans to screw up the vote because Jimmy Butler, I just want him to be in the all star game. You know, when you go to the Western conference, the, I think the biggest question is, will Kobe Bryant start? Now a lot of people are saying they don't want him to and like I said, we screw up the voting. Kobe Bryant obviously is not not an all-star, shooting 30% from the field. And it's not like we're five games in anymore, okay? He's shooting 30% from the field. He's played 20 games this season. It, it's He's been, quite frankly, the worst player in the league. Uh, but, I mean, it's okay. I still, I'm one of those people who still wants him to start the all-star game. They'll want him to get his fair share of minutes because, you know, when you're in the league for 20 years – Damn it, you deserve it. It's that simple. You know he he's one of the best to ever step foot on the court. He's a top ten player in my mind. Some people don't have him there. Uh, you know he, he's on the verge. He's not a lock for top ten in my opinion. But he's one of the best, and he's definitely top five most iconic player to ever play in the NBA. Um, he's done everything he can to grow the league. He's done he's the amount of money, what people don't realize is these players have an impact beyond just ratings on television or getting fans. You know Kobe Bryant's got a, a big shoe deal. That gets so much money, not only the Nike, but the league. Uh, you know the, these TV deals. Why do you think they want to put the Lakers on? Not just because they're LA, because these people want to tune in to see Kobe play. I know if I know Kobe's on national TV, uh, maybe not as much anymore. If I know LeBron's on national TV, if I know Kevin Durant's on national TV, I'm turning on those games. Those are automatically peak interest games. So the the amount of impact he's had on this league, the amount it's grown, how big of an icon he is, this guy deserves to at least be an all-star. And I think, you know, let him throw up five, ten shots. Let him try to win that one last final all-star game MVP. He's been one of the best all-star players ever. You know, him, Michael Jordan, and LeBron, always. Every single all-star game, they really, they really jump out there and play great. Uh, one more time. I don't want to keep repeating it, but you know we don't have anybody on the line, which is kind of disappointing. We'll get you right on if you call in. Number is three two three. Call in. You want to talk All Star? You want to talk power rankings? Uh, you know my buddy Nico said he was gonna call in. I wonder if he'll call in. Uh, I'm sure he'll want to talk about Kobe. Uh, that guy is a Kobe stand to the max. I mean, I can't explain how much that guy. I mean. If it's not Kobe, if you don't agree with him on Kobe, you're wrong, and there's no getting to him even though facts say otherwise. I can't tell you. I've probably spent a good every night for probably a month, one time, me and this guy would argue Kobe or LeBron. Kobe or LeBron. I'm clearly right, but hey, that's that's a different argument for a different day. Maybe we'll have it if he calls it. Uh, other you know, other all-stars, feel free to talk about them, but let's get into the power rankings in the NBA. Now, it, it's Pretty clear to me, should be pretty clear to everybody that Golden State is number one and nobody is close. I mean, nobody's even in the same wavelength. Um, now, I think right now you definitely have to put San Antonio at two. Uh, but after that's where it gets tricky. Uh, maybe even after three because, right, well, even then, Cleveland's not playing the best basketball right now. Cleveland's playing good basketball. Uh Trumpets Trumpet's coming back tonight. I was talking to Chris last night and the idea was, uh, I'm going to assume that Iman Shumper comes back tonight and Kyrie comes back. I don't know if they're next Sunday or Saturday. So far, we do have the update that Iman Shumper is coming back tonight. Um, that's that's huge news for Cavs fans. Um, you know, the, such a fantastic perimeter defender. You saw how much this team took off when him and J.R. Smith got added and Tim Fay of course. But you can see the effect he has on games. You know, this Cleveland Cavaliers team hasn't really been able to stop. Not many people averaging uh, 97, 97.5 opponents' points per game. Um, you know, they're 6-4 and four in their last 10. They, they have a slim rotation because of, you know, Kyrie and Iman being out, especially at the guard position. Uh, but, you know, it's going to be good to get these guys back. Cleveland, in my opinion, is three. Um, and then, you know, there's a competition for four between, my, I think, three, maybe even four teams. Oklahoma City, who most people are going to put in that four spot because, you know they have Russell Westbrook, they have Kevin Durant, but don't sleep on Charlotte, don't sleep on Toronto, and then look at Indiana. They, Indiana has been twelve and eight, sure, not not the best record, and they have lost three games in a row. They were twelve and five, but I mean this team has been impressive. Paul George, in my opinion, has been the most valuable player in the NBA. Okay, Curry stands. Call in and argue. I, I, that's fine. I didn't say he's been the best player because he hasn't. Steph Curry has been far and away the best player so far in the NBA. It's been amazing to watch. But Paul George has been the most valuable player in the league by definition, willing his team uh, to, to a 12-8 and record. And you can see when he doesn't play at his top game, this team isn't that great. Uh, Charlotte is either it, – it's been a really weird season. Charlotte is either beating their opponent by 25 or losing by – 10, 15 points. You know, there, there's no middle ground for them. There's not really many close games. Uh, but, you know, they're off to a 13-8 and eight start. And they, they have some good wins. I'm trying to pull their schedule up here. Uh, they beat the Heat. They beat the Pistons. They beat the Bulls. Um, they beat the Wizards. They beat the Trailblazers during their good start. They beat the Mavericks, the Bulls again. So this team has been good, and and it has some good wins. Especially recently. They've won three games in a row to bring them up to thirteen and eight. Do I think they're this good? No, but as of right now in your power rankings, they definitely have to compete for a spot in the top five. Um, you know, of course you got Toronto. Toronto has gone head to head with Golden State and almost taken them down. You know, 112 to one oh nine and they had a shot to at the last second and then the other game in Oracle, in Oracle, guys, one fifteen to one ten. Now, most teams, you lose by five, it's not a huge deal. If you lose by five to the Warriors in Oracle Arena, that's phantom. That means you're a good team, and that's how scary the Warriors really are. I mean, they've won 27 games in a row. Teams right on the verge, I think the Heat, the Celtics have been playing awesome. A lot of people are picking them to win tonight. Clay's probably not going to play. Harrison Barnes isn't going to play again. So you're losing a lot of the depth that makes them so great. Um, but you know, the, those are teams right on the edge. Atlanta maybe, the Clippers, even though they've looked terrible. The Pistons who are twelve and eleven, but they've lost some winna- winnable games, which is which is really disappointing and for my especially for me. Uh especially when you lose to Matt Barnes. I mean, who is worse to lose to than Matt Barnes? He he's just not a good let's you know what? let's just say Barnes
1: on Jackson oh!
0: I you know, ask me why I just decided to tear my own heart out and stomp on it. I don't know. I do it for you guys, okay? Um, you know, the, no way, no worse way to lose than duh, Matt Barnes half court shot. Oh, and by the way, there was still time on the clock after because it was such an idiotic shot. Uh, you know, it happens. I, I've been watching a sports team that seems to do something like that every week in the Lions. You know, as Chris played both yesterday. I'm not going to do that, but Chris played both yesterday. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers did that, the Seattle game earlier really this year. So, it's hard. But uh, let's get into our preview. We're not going to make it a huge preview. Um, you know, there is there is some fun games on tonight. Let's start. Of course, I have to talk about my Pistons. I'm the biggest homer there is. But, hey, there is a caller on the line. Uh, so, let's get to him first. All right, are you there? Hello? All right, is is this Nico? Yeah, it is.
1: Hey, Nico, what's up, man? What's going on? Not much, man. How you doing? Good. I gotta I gotta tell
0: everybody who's listening. I've been trying to get this guy to call on for so long. I don't I don't know if you've been listening to the whole show, Nico, but I uh I explained how we have had some of the most iconic arguments of all time. Okay, there's there's not <laughs> much there's not much better as far as entertainment goes than uh a Nico and Andrew argument. So I really wanted you to call in, you know, maybe get a take. Maybe if you got a question, maybe something like that. We can we can throw it. Maybe some other people will call in. Uh Nico, something I was talking about, and I wanna I wanna get your take on it. Uh this year the All Star game, there's a lot of there's a lot of verge all stars. when you're doing your voting, I don't know if you vote or not, but if you do, will you vote for Kobe Bryant to start in the All Star game?
1: That's a good question, Norris. And I think my answer would be yes, only for one reason, and it's just out of respect for the man. Just get him in there, let him, let him announce him, let him do his thing for the fans, To go back on the bench, do whatever. Who knows, he might even be hurt by that time, might not even be able to play. But it's just a matter of respect for the, for the living le- legend. And, you know, just... Just let him wave to the fans, you know. It's kind of like what he's doing now. He's uh, seeing not that much minutes. He's uh, playing, like, about 20 minutes a game now. And uh, he's just going out there for the fans, you know. So, I think it would be appropriate. But I would understand if they didn't. But I just don't think they would because it would just cause, like, a lot of, like, you know, oh, no, no. You didn't, they didn't, Kobe Bryant is not an All-Star game. No, no, you no. Know, so. <laughs>
0: No, I'm with you on that. I, I 100% want him in. Uh, I, I want him to start. I want him to play the first quarter. I want him to take ten shots. That's something I want to see. It's the last year we're going to get to see him. It's, it's the same thing. I want this guy on the Olympic team. Okay, why not one last yeah. chance to win something? He has no chance to win with the Lakers. It's this team might win 15 games this year. You know, no shot to win. He's obviously he's announced he's retiring. No future there. So why not put him on this all-star team, a chance to win all-star MVP? He'll win it if he's there. They're going to give it to him. Uh, and then, you know, put him on the Olympic team later, too. Uh, something we were exactly. talking about. Obviously, obviously, the Warriors' best team, as far as if we're doing a power rankings right now, Warriors are number one. Nobody's close. Steph Curry's been the best player. Um, but in my opinion, so far this year, Paul George has been the most valuable player in the NBA. He has not been the best player. Steph Curry has been the best player, and nobody's close. But do you think Paul George, or do you think Steph Curry, or hey, maybe somebody else? And I know you're a Steph Curry stand, but who do you think is the most valuable player in the league so far this year?
1: Well, before I answer that question, I just have to say that I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a player like Steph Curry in my life. I, uh, I even told my dad, my because my dad always compares it to, well. You guys, you guys don't understand. I got to watch Michael Jordan. I got. To, I'm like, you know what, Dad? This is my Michael Jordan. I've never seen anything like it. You know, how do you stop a guy that can't miss? But if I were to say the best, the most valuable player in the NBA right now, that's tough. Would you include with injuries or without injuries?
0: With or without anybody, but so far this season who's been the – what team would
1: be the wor- way worse without that one player? Wow. Um, I'd have to go with definitely Paul George, 100% Paul George. And it showed. It showed last year, last year and two. Yeah, a-
0: exactly. Paul Paul George is, is lifting this team to another level. Um, yeah, not even close. Yeah, yeah. We are about to go into a break here. Uh, We are in the FanDuel Studios. You know, it's not going to be a terribly long show today. Nico, I appreciate you calling in. Uh, I'm going to actually put you in the phone screening thing here for a second so I can speak to you during the break. But again, Nico, thank you for calling in. And just before you do go, I do want to let you know you can argue it all you want but Bron is better than Kobe. All right, here in the FanDuel Studios, we are going to a break. We'll
1: be right back, guys.
0: Of course
1: you would. You so would. They say it started in the east where the apple was. But right out west, we be throwing them apples up. They say them Fruit Town niggas gon' ride tonight. They say them Treetop niggas gon' ride tonight.
0: They say them Great Street niggas gon' ride tonight. They say them Bounty Hunter niggas gon' ride tonight. They say them 6-0 niggas gon' ride tonight. They say them Cedar Block niggas gon' ride tonight. Them 190 niggas gon' ride tonight. They say them Timber Lane niggas gon' ride tonight. They say them Campanella niggas gon' ride tonight. Who gon' ride tonight? Who gon' die tonight? Started with a dollar in a tree. Started with a dollar and a tree. We did it for the West, motherfucker like Kanye Niggas get stretched out on Los Cian They got 3,000 facts, I ain't talking about Andre I put it on your head, I ain't talking no toothpaste See, I stay the same, ain't go weird like Lupe Squeeze on this trigger like ain't no more toothpaste Bitch, of course I is You want this money, you gon' have to try the course I did I got that Wraith out, you talking about the Porsche I hit You in the nose, please, come down to where the course I is I would nigga with a rojo rag, end up in Soho bag. Any bitch walking
1: with a solo swag, you think you ballin' in that photo jack? Nah. And Tom forge with an MK bag, nah. Give you a bird's eye view of the streets, nigga. Welcome to and take you to Costa next week. Add Started with a dollar and a dream and a pistol. On the corner rag hanging slanging crystal. You say you bang and let me see credentials. And when I pull this gun out, you know how this go. Started with a dollar and a tree. Look at me now, look at me now. Started with a dollar and a tree.
0: Huh. what I about the bastard. Part of my mannerisms, the Curtis magnet that managed without the metal with them. How the hell I did it, I let God ask, baby, I put that on leafwood. I ain't lying, one sentence, bitch, I started with a dollar and a drink. We went from helping old ladies with their groceries at Alpha Beta for a couple quarters to baby hustling something major. We had to grow up sooner or later, but I'm so on my mama still stay off Annalise. Carson across my belly. I prove you lost already. Rocking
1: my big brother, Bishop blessed Door crack. Gang took me on my first tour
0: now- All right, we are back here, the December eleventh edition. I just put Nico and myself into the call screen so we could talk. And uh, you know, we are gonna keep him around. We actually got I uh, you know, just, just putting him on mute right there, I just got a great idea. Um and I'm gonna tell him here in a second. All right, just want to make sure, Nico, are you still there, still online. Yep. All right. So, to end the show, uh, we got we can go up to fifteen minutes. This may get heated. We might have to cut it off. Who knows? We're gonna start oh, with boy. LeBron versus Kobe. Okay, the basic Nico oh, no, and Andrew you argument. Did it. Okay, you guys can call in. Yeah, the number is three two three six four two fifteen. 58 to call in. LeBron versus Kobe. I'm obviously going to take LeBron's side. Uh, Nico, <laughs> being the stand he is, is going to take Kobe's side no matter how wrong he can be. Uh, but here we are. All right. Nico, do you know what a most valuable player is?
1: Do you do – you, wait, repeat that again?
0: You you understand what the most valuable player award is, correct? Yeah, Norris.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, can I just
0: I just want to ask you why does one player out of these two uh, have so many while one has so little?
1: <laughs> it's a good question, Norris. That's a good question.
0: So, so what we've seen throughout the time, and you know, not not only that, you know, maybe Kobe's been snubbed out of one, uh, but even the year Kobe got quote unquote snubbed out of one, so did LeBron. Okay, LeBron averaged something like thirty and eight and seven and a half or something ridiculous like that. Um, well Kobe averaged thirty five, four, and four. Either one that's an M V P season every other year and they decided to give Steve Nash. I don't quite understand why, but but sometimes that's how it goes. Now now Nico's for everybody who knows, if there's a Kobe fan somewhere, they're gonna argue rings. Um, so my question for you is Nico, who do you think those early 2000s champions, championships. Who do you think was the driving force for the Lakers those years?
1: <laughs> oh, Norris, 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 Norris. Let's see. Oh, of course, you want me to answer Shaquille O'Neal, and it's obviously the right answer. But I can only fall back to this: Norris. Can Shaquille O'Neal do it without Kobe? <laughs> That no, again, that's that's a great statement. they
0: couldn't do it without Pippen. Um, yeah, you know, again, and Pippen doesn't get the the crown. Um, you see, the the problem I have is you'll see the argument about last year's finals, of how LeBron LeBron shot thirty nine percent. Oh, this is the most overrated finals performance of all time. I can't believe with Tristan Thompson as his second best player, he brought the Warriors, one of the best teams of all time, to six games. That's just that's just yeah. unbelievable. Uh, if we're talking finals performances, we're talking possibly the greatest finals performer aside from Michael Jordan and LeBron James, against uh, kind of a kind of a choke artist in the finals, in Kobe. Uh, Kobe, or er, I just called you Kobe, so you're probably pretty excited. But Nico, do you realize that Kobe Bryant has shot 40% or less in four of his seven finals appearances,
1: Norris? This is only one thing I can say. There's only one thing I can say. You got the numbers. You got all the stats that shows otherwise. But all I got to say is, when you watch the Mamba in the NBA Finals games, there's nothing like it. That man literally is just an unstoppable human being, and he will literally do what he can to destroy the other team, and that's why he's one Five championships is because when he gets in there. Now, granted, I mean he's lost two. I mean, one of them was way well deserved. The Pistons were just, just a better team. Like you said, he goes they they couldn't get into the offense. They just they just they manhandled them. But when it comes down to it, Norris, you can say numbers all you want, but it just it it, it sounds weird to when I explain it, but it might not make sense. Watching the guy, and when you watch him literally play the game, you, you almost look at those numbers like, really, like, seriously? Do you you know what I mean? Cause like, no, I like I just know to... but... like if you were to watch, the problem uh, I run into is the... uh, go go ahead. am oh, sorry. If you were to if you were to watch like the finals, like some of the finals games in uh, when they're playing at Celtics. I mean, he just, he couldn't be stopped. It was, I mean, that's just. Except
0: for game seven. It's just the
1: Kobe mentality, man. That's just, that's just Kobe being Kobe.
0: Now, now, there is something about Kobe. He's been nothing if not consistent as far as uh, playoffs and regular season goes. The numbers in the regular season, he averages about 25 points a game, about five rebounds, and about five assists. Uh, playoffs, about 25 and a half, about five rebounds and about five assists. So he's been nothing if not consistent. Um, now the the problem I have is for, you know, this all-time great shooter, and I know you're saying watching him is a whole different thing, but, you know, you you can't just say watching a guy is what makes him great because when a guy is shooting in his career, uh, let's see, he's shooting 81% from the line, that's, that's a, above average free throw shooter, but I mean forty four percent from the field and thirty three percent from three, especially the three point percentage is what really bothers me in a guy like him. Uh-huh. Uh you know, he he taken at there was one, two, three, four, five separate occasions, six separate occasions in the postseason where he took more than five three pointers per game and only one of those did he shoot above thirty eight percent. Uh, you know, and the If we're talking, I mean, again, and I do want to explain to people, this is, in my opinion, a top 10 player of all time. I am by no means, I wouldn't call myself a Kobe hater. I'm actually a Kobe fan. Uh, The amount of things Kobe's done for this game is amazing. Uh, The only time I'm a Kobe hater is when these these type of arguments come up and I start hearing rings, which 100% that's (laughs) an argument against LeBron, 100%. Now, does that make Kobe a better player? Not at all. Uh, if you put Kobe on last year's Cavaliers team, do they have a shot against the Warriors? Not at all. Uh, would you agree with that statement that they, last year's Cavs against last year's Warriors, Kobe instead of LeBron, they have a shot?
1: Honestly, do I my honest honest answer, Doris? <laughs>
0: honest answer, and if you say yes, I want to know why.
1: I have to know why,
0: and it can't be because well, you would have shot the lights out because I just read you that's not true.
1: Which. I mean, which Kobe Bryant are we talking? I mean, if we're talking about the Prime. Kobe Bryant when he Prime right before he tore his Achilles, yes, yes, that guy mm. literally brought his team to playoffs when it was just like, like not possible. they like, uh, they just gave up. But here's here's why I think that they they'd probably win maybe another game or two because, for instance, Norris, if you remember. Game one of last year's finals. Do you remember that game?
0: Of course I do.
1: All right, you you do remember that it was they were down. I'd say what one point. Cavaliers were down one point last last couple mm-hmm. of seconds or whatever. Yep. Now you have a six foot nine, two hundred and what thirty forty pound monster.
0: Fifty. Who is probably
1: the best player in the world, unstoppable force, and for some reason. <laughs> Doesn't want to go to the lane and tap X. (laughs) He wants to pull up from three, like as if he's Kobe Bryant, and misses. That's a crucial, crucial game. And they go into overtime. They were tied. They were tied. He could have won that game with two free throws right there. one nothing, Huge. But no, they lost in overtime because every single Cavaliers player, including him, missed almost every shot in the overtime. Like, it was thing. Like, I've never seen anything like it. Nobody could make a shot. And then Kyrie Irving got mm. hurt, and it was over. Now, I the, think the Kobe, problem I have with that... Go ahead. Kobe, now, probably would have done the same shot, but he, I think he is better at hitting those stupid, stupid shots. Even though his... It's because his percentage is so bad because he takes... So many of those stupid, stupid shots, and they are pretty dumb shots. Like I've, I've seen some stupid shots, but he does hit a lot of them for how many he takes and and the difficulty of the shots. He could easily try to drive the drive the lane and uh, get a foul, but he just like pulls up and just tries to end it right there. And I got to admit, he yeah. I think he is better than than that at LeBron. I think if LeBron tried as many times as Kobe, like the season, I feel like he would probably miss a lot too. But it's just the, the matter of the shots he takes. They're, just not, they're not quality shots. And that's why, because he's made so many of those stupid shots, it's like, wow, you know? And yeah, but I don't, think
0: a guy, I don't think the fact that a guy takes more stupid shots is an argument for him being better. Um, even if he might make a higher percentage of those <laughs> those shots. But, well, no, but that's right, want, he he hits those. Yeah, sometimes. When, but, you know, but let's let's do this. I want your, I want to. I know it's going to be a complete guess, but the final ten seconds of fourth quarter or overtime in their postseason careers, I want you to guess Kobe Bryant's percentage and LeBron James' percentage. Oh, all right, let me guess. LeBron James is.
1: 45,
0: and Kobe's like 32. LeBron James is 43%. Kobe Bryant is 23%. LeBron has taken eight less shots in the final 10 seconds of fourth quarter overtime in postseason career. And again, that's to tie or go ahead. Eight less shots, Mm -hmm. and he's made one more than Kobe. Now, if he makes his next one, uh, you know, and this was a while, this was a little while ago. So, I mean, if you think in the playoffs this year, I can think he was one for two. That would have made him seven for 16. So that would have made him one shot behind Michael Jordan, who was seven for 15 of his career. Uh, and that's, you know, also uh, for players who want to say Kobe and Michael, take Braun didn't. LeBron's already beaten the amount of shots that Jordan took in the final 10 seconds to tie it or go ahead. And he's on pace to really destroy Kobe. And Kobe's isn't all his fault. He was 22 years old playing with the best, one of the best big men ever seen in the game. Who's gonna take those last shots because he's so dominant. Um, Yeah, we we do got to. Yeah, I mean it's those are his shots to take. But we do got to wrap it up here. Uh, No matter how much I wish I could keep this argument going, especially because I'm at work here. I got to drive out to Pontiac go pick up a furnace. My day sounds wonderful. Uh, Nico, really appreciate you having having you on. Hey, I know you're in school a lot. Uh, and you don't got the chance to call all the time, feel free to call whenever you want. I love these arguments we have. Uh, so many people that we argue with just, uh, you know, they'll jump into our conversation and just sound dumb. First of all, I'm just, <laughs> it's always nice to have with you. But, again, we appreciate you having me on. Um, for you for and sure. for myself, this is the Hooper's Log. We'll be back on Monday. Tune in. And until then, as I say every time, guys, peace.